Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast, where hunters new and old come to learn and find inspiration from stories of hunts gone by. Everyone is welcome to enjoy the outdoor way of life, and there is no better time to start than right now. So let's head into the great outdoors with your host, Dylan Ray. Welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast, as always, presented by our good friends over at Scentlock. Um, things are finally cooling off here at Kansas in Kansas, which is exciting because I can finally pull out some camouflage. Um, up to this point, I was been hunting in shorts and a t-shirt. So um, it's exciting. This first cold front of the year um, has gotten not only bucks moving, but now I get to get some camo out and put it on. So uh, it's an exciting time of the year. I've got Mr. Nathan and Mr. Thomas Crick. How are you, gentlemen? We're doing good. Yeah, just uh, enjoying our time uh, in Oklahoma right now. Where are you at in Oklahoma? We're uh, we're in northern Oklahoma. We uh, since we're out of Nebraska, we didn't want to have a super far drive. So yeah. yeah, we're just northern side of Oklahoma. Very cool, man. Oklahoma is one of my favorite states to hunt in. I uh, I don't believe it gets the press that it needs, um, but I love hunting in Oklahoma for sure. Yeah, we've, we've, uh, we've found some deer. It's, it's been tough. We like, everybody would always talk, uh, about Oklahoma and say like good deer density and, and stuff. And we just have like, we found some deer, but like definitely less than what we've, we, we expected coming into the trip. So we, yeah. we have no bucks. Can't complain. Is this your first, your first year hunting in, in Oklahoma? Yeah. Very cool. I, uh, you know, what's, what's so cool about Oklahoma and this can be said about a lot of States. I'm not just saying this is Oklahoma, but there's just such a, a vast variety of what you can hunt as far as terrain. Um, you know, like where I'm at, I'm in the Pawhuska area and it's like big rolling Hills and rock cliffs and canyons. And it's like, dude, this is phenomenal. But then, you know, you can get into some desert, you can get into some thick mountains, you know, you can get like, the Kaimichi mountains are, are crazy thick. And I mean, there's just so much different terrain features in Oklahoma that can be found. And it's just a really fun state to hunt in. Yeah, definitely. Now, before we jump in, uh, you gentlemen, it's been a while since either of you have been on the show. Uh, but before we jump in, give me a quick introduction to yourselves and to identical draw. Yeah, I'll go first. I'm, uh, I'm Nate Crick, half of the identical draw crew. And, uh, Identical Draw is a outdoor media production. Um, we shoot a bunch of content for outdoor companies, but we also do our own media stuff. So we have our own YouTube uh, channel, uh, all the social stuff. And we also created a, a website called newhunter.org. It's basically uh, for mentorship uh, that we can get into. But yeah, we we uh, have definitely done a lot, of, uh, a lot of things for mentorship over the last few years. It's kind of been a 
uh, main priority of ours, but that's a new hunter.org. That's a whole nother side thing, but yeah, identical draw. We've been around, this is our, I think our fifth fall um, of doing full-time hunts and stuff. So from basically end of August through December, we're all over the place hunting stuff and posting it on our YouTube. Go ahead. You got anything else? No, I'm Thomas, but, um, I have just been Nate's partner in this, uh, since the beginning. So it's been a fun ride. We, uh, we film each other a lot of the time. Sometimes we split up, um, but we do 90% of our hunting together. So you guys have been partners literally since day one of life. Correct. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'll tell you, man. Um, I was incredibly excited. So I had a gentleman on, his name is Jeff lie. Um, he, he came on the podcast. Well, first off, let me, let me back up. Uh, I got to pull up his, his text messages here. Um, cause he texted me this morning, which made me even more excited. Um, his name is Jeff lie. And, um, last year, this time last year, I got an email and, uh, and he said, Hey, my name's Jeff lie. The, the subject was thanks from a new hunter. And, uh, he said, my name's Jeff lie, man. Um, you know, I've been wanting to hunt for a long time and because of your podcast and other resources, I was, you know, I had the confidence to start hunting and, uh, here's a picture of my first doe. And I was like, dude, yes. Like, this is what it's all about. This is why I do what I do. Congratulations. A couple months later, sent me another picture of another doe and he said, still not a buck, but a bigger doe. And I'm like, dude, you're getting it. Good job. Like, you know, really pumped for the guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we spent some time on the phone and, and he would call me asking questions about arrows and arrow setups and, and, and what kind of arrows should I get? And, and, you know, really just, just dove full in. And so we wrapped up our deer one-on-one series and I wanted, I gotten a lot of requests from people to have a new hunter on, to talk about the lessons they learn, the things they go through. Um, and so I'm like, I got the perfect guy. So I called Jeff and I'm like, Hey, would you want to come on the podcast? And he was like, yeah, that'd be fun. And so we're talking and he mentioned newhunter.org. And I was like, you know what? I know those guys and they're phenomenal guys. And, uh, and this is the type of resource that, that people need, uh, that new hunters need. And so you gentlemen know, and, and everybody at bear archery knows this podcast is meant to teach and inspire. Um, and so we're going to dive into newhunter.org, um, kind of where you guys got the vision, how people can use it, like what what's it used for, um, because there can be people who are ready, you know, who are established enough in their hunting to be a mentor on the website. And so um, how that website can be used. But this is the most exciting part. Shout out to Jeff. He sent me this picture this morning and he said, I had to go to a different state, but I finally got something with horns. Dang, let's go. Awesome. Nice elk. We're talking, we're talking year two of hunting, and he gets an elk on the ground. DIY, might I add. That and uh, I, I could not have been more excited for him. So congratulations, Jeff. Um, if, if you guys listened to the New Hunter episode, it was a wildly popular episode. If you guys listened to that, Mr. Jeff Lye got himself an elk. I don't know if it was this morning, uh, probably yesterday, but. Mr. Jeff got himself an elk, which is exciting. Um, so gentlemen, walk me through, uh, what made you want to start newhunter.org? Yeah. So, um, I think 2020 was our, our big start year with newhunter.org. And, uh, basically we, we didn't have newhunter.org envisioned, but we had, um, a very full fall of mentored hunts simply because Thomas and I knew there was a need um, in the outdoor space to, um, have a more hands-on and radical, like 
mentorship program. Um, I don't like weekend camps are great, but there's a lot of things that people need for like a mentor that is always there to answer questions and just be there through basically everything. So we wanted to have that kind of, that kind of model, but we were first like, we need to, we need to dive into this mentorship thing. So in 2020 COVID year, we took out, um, I think 11, 11 new hunters. Um, we did antelope, uh, mule deer, elk, and a bunch of whitetails and had actually a lot of success. Um, bear was awesome. We got some, uh, crossbows, which is obviously a great tool for, um, new hunters who don't have to spend the time to, um, really hone their craft with the compound. Um, and also you don't have to be out there during gun season with everybody else. So, uh, doing a lot of these archery hunts and, uh, we had a freaking great time with these new hunters, like lifelong friends. Uh, I mean, it's, it was probably the best, one of the best falls we've ever had. Um, we didn't know what we were getting into. Like it was exhausting, but, um, we, I mean, we had like multiple successful hunts too, which was the fun part about it. Um, it would have been great without any of that, but that just really made it awesome. Um, the retention we saw through that fall was fantastic. Almost everybody in that group is still hunting and doing their own thing. Um, so then that was kind of like the light bulb, like, okay, when you have somebody that's actually really going to invest in you, like for the long haul, um, the retention's really there and that person's going to stick, stick it out. Mm-hmm. And that's when we started to, to create new hunter.org. And, um, we started building it that winter and then dropped it the summer of 21. And man, ever since we've been we've been growing the, the, uh, mentorship, um, the new hunter side and the, the mentor side. And, um, gosh, we're in probably at least 40 States now, uh, that have a mentor. That's so awesome. in have multiple. So yeah, basically newhunter.org is the website that you can go to. And if you're a new hunter, you can create a free membership and you can log into this mentor portal where you can see every single mentor in every single state for free. You can, you can find their con- contact information where they're located, all that stuff. And each mentor has a little bio and picture. So you can kind of see who you're going to be talking with. Um, and that's, that's it from new hunter. Like that's, I mean, that's all, that's all these people need just the contact to be able to kind of get started. Yeah. It's, it's really that easy. You just go to the website, create a, a member, a free profile and you're, you're, you could be talking to a mentor right away. So, yeah. um, and, also, when you when you create a membership, you also are greeted with a bunch of awesome discounts because getting into hunting is expensive, and um, some of our partners have really stepped up and, and give discounts to um, hunters um, that are getting into it. And we're also looking to expand that, so definitely be on the lookout for um, yeah. different packages that mm-hmm. could be available down the road. Yep. So that's the new hunter side of things, but we are also always um, looking for more mentors. Um, and so there's a spot on there on the website that you can reach out to be a men- mentor. Um, it's the emails mentor at identical draw.com. And, uh, if you reach out, we'll read that email and probably set up a, a time to chat. Um, and would love to have as many mentors as we can on this program, just so that more new hunters can have somebody close in their area. Now, what is the, and I say this because I, I think I know the answer. What is the stipulations of being a mentor? It's, I mean, 
it's nothing like you don't have to be like a hunter for 20 years. Like it's very like, it's right. low key. like we've, we've had, I've had new hunters basically that have kind of been in the program. And then like, this is their third fall, but they, they want to help out so much that they're like, Hey, I, I don't know everything, but I'd like to help start sharing people. what I do know. Yeah. So I'll yeah. put them on site hundred percent. Like if you have information that can be useful for a new hunter, absolutely. Like you don't need to be any professional hunter by any means. And this is, uh, that's this is why I wanted to ask. So if you're listening to this and you think, man, that's really cool. Um, I wish I was smart enough to be a mentor. You are like you, you have something that somebody else needs. And I say that because I'm the perfect example. Like this podcast is meant to teach and inspire people how to hunt. Um, but I still have mentors that are pouring into me. Like I still, you know, make phone calls and say, hey, how do you do this? What do you do? What? you know, what do you do in this situation? How do you respond when a deer does this? Or, you know, for me right now in this stage of life, it's a whole lot of asking questions on traditional archery. Um, so I'm calling people and saying, you know, Hey, my arrows flying funky this way. What's, what's going on? How does that work? And then in the same breath, I'm turning around and I'm helping somebody else build a set of arrows for their traditional bow. Um, because I, I know enough to help somebody, but I'm still learning from somebody else. So I can promise you this. Um, even the most experienced hunters are still learning from other people. They're still having people teach them and, and tell them. And when that dawned on me was, um, I was at the Pope and Young convention and we were sitting around talking with Michael Waddell and he mentioned, uh, going to a new area. He said, I was going into a new area to hunt that I'd never been. And I called Chuck Adams and asked him for advice. And I'm like, you know, if I was to think of like one of the best hunters, it'd be Michael Waddell. And even Michael still needs to call people to get advice and get help. So like, don't let that stop you. Don't let, I'm not, I've not been a hunter for 40 years. I don't know everything there is about hunting. I can't be a mentor. Don't let that stop you because there's somebody that needs the information you have. Now, sure, you're still getting information from other people, but there's somebody that needs the information you have. So don't let that stop you. Definitely. I would say we, we look more at, at personality much more than like, how long they've been a hunter for. Cause I think it, right. it does take like a certain um, type of person to be a, like a great mentor. Mm-hmm. And um, that's basically like, like when, like if we set up a phone call with you, it's not really to see like how many deer you killed last year. It's, it's really to see like how, like how do you communicate with people and um, how will you respond to uh, all these different situations you get into with, with new hunters. So, and we're not like, as far as mentorship goes, we're not like, asking you to like go out in the field necessarily, but even like a phone call here and there would be, yeah. I mean, a lot of people just have specific questions about their state and they just want yeah. a text message and get a response. So, right now, do you find that, that a lot of the questions are more technical, like as far as gear goes more, uh, tactical as far as like, how do I hunt this species or this area? Um, or more like laws, like, Hey, what's the rules and laws on this? What, what do you find your most, you know, what areas the most of your questions fall in? I would say the most, the biggest like questions that the mentors are getting are like, it's not even a question sometimes just like nerve, like a little bit, like the, the new hunters just a little bit too nervous to go out there and, and take it all oh. themselves. Like the, yeah. Like if, if you kill an animal, like you've got cleaning process, processing the animals by far. Yeah. Seems really? to be the number one thing that people are like, man, I just don't know if I can do that for the first time. Yeah. We were fortunate. Like 
on all of our hunts, I think we've at least killed one animal and that way, like the new hunters can at least see it. Um, all of them can at least see it, like how the process is done. And that that's been really helpful. But then other than that, it seems like it's been like more like hunting and scouting questions. Like <clears throat> what will these animals be doing this time of the year? Where should I like mm-hmm. be going? Where should I hang out? Or, like the first ever mentor trip that Thompson and I did was with um, our now friends, Brian and Tom. We went antelope hunting with them. And uh, man, I'm on the phone, like at least I feel like once a month with Tom talking through hunting spots um, and just like what he's thinking in a certain area. He sends me on X points and screenshots all the time, kind of getting our feedback and stuff. And that's kind of what we want with the mentor. We want it just to be very hands-on, like we still get texts from a lot of our new hunters very frequently. And we just want that relationship so that, that any question they have, they can, it's an open door. So I honestly probably wouldn't have guessed that, um, the processing of, of an animal would be the most asked questions, mm-hmm. but I can say this in our deer one oh one series, uh, we had Warren Holder on, um, and we talked about that. What happens after the shot? Um, and it was wildly popular. And I'm like, why is this so, so popular? Um, and now I know because apparently a lot of people have questions about how to process an animal. So if you're like, that's me, episode 114, Deer 101, shoot, recover, and process with Warren Holder. Go back and listen to it. We talk all those things on how to process an animal once you get it down. You know, and, and I, I, I said it like this. I think it's such a daunting task because... You've put in all this work on how to hunt an animal, on how to get close to an animal, on how to shoot an animal. You've learned so much in the past few months about bows and broadheads and arrows and tree stands and ground blinds, and you've tried to take all this information in. Then you shoot an animal, and you're sitting there with the animal, and you're like, now what? <laughs> because you've spent all this time learning how to how to shoot the animal, and that never even crossed your mind. Like, I need to dive into learning how to take care of it after I kill it. And so... It does make sense. Um, before we move on, I got to give a quick thank you to my friends over at Forerunner Blinds. Um, making the switch to a recurve, uh, I love blind hunting and making the switch to a recurve, I figured out a lot of the ground blinds that I've been hunting in my whole life do not work. Um, so I was in the process of shopping for a new ground blind, stumbled upon Forerunner Blinds, and they are phenomenal. Six by six by six, big blinds, but they also have pop down wheels. So you can pop the wheels down. Uh, put them on a trailer hitch, and then drive them on your property wherever you want, pop the wheels down, start hunting. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal design, a very big blind, the biggest windows in the industry to shoot out of. I would highly encourage you if you're in the market for a new blind, especially if you have a big property and you want to be able to move the blind around a lot, Forerunner Blinds is the place to go. So go check out Forerunner Blinds. Um, gentlemen, what is the the one obstacle that you think a new hunter, they decide they want to hunt and they jump into this process. What's the biggest obstacle you think they overcome and how does newhunter.org help them overcome that? You think? I don't know. That's a good question. Is it possibly like where to go? That's probably it. I mean, yeah, location of just like, it's, it, it's just like you said, Tom, like earlier, it's just like a confidence factor. Yeah. Like they haven't had the time in the field to know that this is, this is ground that deer would be in or elk, whatever you're going after that they would be hanging out there. 
Um, and so just like having that confidence and like the mentorship quality of just having somebody to bounce those questions off. That's, I think the, the question and answer is like the biggest thing that newhunter.org I think helps yeah, people with I mean, is just, gosh, we, uh, we like personally, like we've been hunting for 15 years and we still pull up on X and like have to give it a couple hours to be like, okay, this is where we want to head. Like it's a, it's a, it's always a difficult thing to choose and just like lock in where you want to spend some time hunting. So I think um, having somebody you can bounce ideas off of and they can say yes or no, or that'd be great. Um, I think that would, that's one of the biggest things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, there's a number of different things that I feel like having that mentor um, accomplishes, but I think the confidence just to be able to do it by yourself is big time. And I mean, people that don't have it will acquire it if they just say, you just got to get out in the field and, and just spend time out there. Um, but I think the mentor process just simply speeds up the learning curve. Yeah. No, I think the biggest, you know, information is so, so amazingly available. Like, I mean, if you need to know anything, you can Google it and get 456 YouTube videos in a matter of minutes. However, I think a lot of times the fact that there is so much information is overwhelming to a new hunter. Like all they need to know is, is how to sight in a bow. And you're trying to give them information on how to French tune a bow. Like that's way past what they need to know. They just need to know the basics of how to sight in a bow. Um, we could take that to any level. They just need to know what spine of arrow and you're talking about, you know, micro tuning uh, a bow. Like they don't need to know that stuff. They just need to. And so I think all the information sometimes is overwhelming. Not only that, they don't know who to listen to. You know, one guy saying, if you shoot fixed blades, you're an idiot. And this guy saying, if you shoot mechanicals, you might as well stop hunting. Um, and so they're like, well, who do I, I mean, how do I know which guy to listen to? Um, and so I am a, a huge proponent of finding a mentor. Find somebody that you can trust. They don't have to be a professional hunter. Like they don't have to be somebody who's, you know, crazy good at hunting. Um, I can say my mentors change over time. Like I don't have the same mentor that I had when I was 10 um, because, you know, I've learned what they know. So now I move on um, and, and I start asking somebody else more questions. And so, um, but I think that the vast the vast information that you can find on the internet is overwhelming. And so find a mentor that can point you in the right direction. Find a mentor that can, that can, you know, point you to, Hey, this guy X over here is really good at putting out information on, on how to side in the boat. This guy over here is really good at putting information on how to process a deer. Go to these guys and, and look at everything they've got. Um, I'm here for any questions you've got. I'm here for anything you need. Um, but I think that's the biggest hurdle that people face is is not having somebody to help them get the information they need. And so newhunter.org takes care of that at the ground level. Mm -hmm. You know, at the, at the moment you get on the website, it takes care of that. Yep. Yeah. And I was also thinking like, as far as like the regulations, I, I feel like a lot of people like don't want to be like making sure they don't break the law or making sure they have all the permits and things like that. Um, and a mentor can answer those questions, but it's also Thompson and I have found a lot of luck with just reaching out to those state um, game park agencies or wildlife agencies that run that stuff. Just to, like getting some like some of those people on the line, make sure you got all the tags, know all the regulations, um, all those things um, taken care of too is uh, always a a big yeah big thing so yeah um i i recently had somebody reach out 
about newhunter.org. And um, again, they were asking me, because that's the question you get a lot is like, hey, I heard this guy say this. Is that reliable? And uh, or, or do they know what they're talking about? And, and you know, I'm like, dude, if their name's John Dudley, they know what they're talking about. But anyways, um, you know, I, I get that question all the time. It's like, hey, I stumbled upon this channel. Are they good? And I got that question about newhunter.org. And I was like, yes, 100%. Trust anything you find on there. Trust anything they say. Um, it's legit. And um, that's moved into, you know, a, a business adventure that I need to talk to you boys about later on. But anyways, um, yeah, just find somebody that can point you in the right direction as far as information goes. Um, what? So if somebody's listening to this and they think, man, I don't have time to be a mentor. Like, I don't have time to 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 be asking questions and helping people like that. What would you say to that person? Man, I would say that one, it actually doesn't take as much time as you want, but as you think, as as you think, but if you want to invest into it, I will I will tell you that for me and Tom, it is sometimes our most like is sometimes our like most hands-on weekends, like they just drain the heck out of us, our, our mentorship weekends. But man, on those Sunday evenings when the hunt's over, um, man, we're ready to go again. Like yeah. we are so jacked up. Um, like we've had some seriously incredible like reactions and like thank yous from new hunters, like straight up like life changing for sure for a lot of these people. Um, and we are always like so jacked up more so than like when we do our own hunts, like after the fact. Um, but also like we were just saying, like you, at least on newhunter.org, we don't, we don't require you to like have like so many hours logged to be a mentor. Like you can like be on there and like be on a phone call for 30 minutes for the entire year. Like we're not going to kick you off. Like if you, if you're there to be able to apply, like help out anybody for some amount of time. So it's just like, even, I mean, a five to 10 minute phone call can help people out. So like, man, the, the whole, like, I don't have enough time. I'm like, well, everybody has enough time for it. And I guarantee you, if you actually jump into it, it is going to be more rewarding than you can uh, really realize right now. Yeah. That I will second that. I definitely wasn't expecting um, just that the feeling that we've gotten after having these new hunter trips. Um, and Gosh, I was going to say something else that I forgot. Um, we, we've also like the text after, like we've had a lot of people have success after. Yeah. And so it's like, man, hearing that, like getting pictures um, and just success from that. Like our buddy Josh, he sent us when he, he killed an elk, um, Tom and Brian, they killed white tails. Like a bunch of these people have, I mean, sent oh, us yeah. stuff. That's, what I was going to say is if you uh, don't want to fully commit, just start like, Simply like you could just start with like family and friends. And um, if anybody around you is interested, definitely take the time there. But if you don't want to fully dive in to a, a website like newhunter.org, then definitely start with the people around you. I think it's one of those things where we say we don't have time to do it. I don't think we have time to not do it. I mean, Hunter numbers are decreasing. I mean, not in the last couple of years because of COVID, but you know, on, on a, on a national scale over the last decades, hunter numbers are decreasing. And, you know, we look and we're constantly losing battles as far as, as, you know, hunting rights go. And we don't have time to not create new hunters, but also, um, 
like like you've already alluded to, it's the single most rewarding thing you as a hunter can do. It's truly, uh, I can say this, it's truly life-changing when you create a new hunter and they fully dive in. It, it's, it, it'll truly change, not, not your life, it'll truly change your hunting journey, if that makes sense. And that sounds cheesy to think, but it'll truly change the way you think about hunting. It'll change the way that you hunt. It'll change the way that you go about your, your year and your process of hunting. Uh, my process of hunting has completely changed because, you know, I'm trying to take my son with me and I'm trying to get him involved and I'm trying to get him out there and it's changed the way that I do things. It's truly life-changing for you and the person that you're mentoring. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say hunting changed my life, uh, bow hunting, shooting a bow. It changed my life. Um, you know, I, I, he's been on the show before, uh, Brandon Waddell from mountain archery fest. Um, and, and, you know, he told us about how he was going down the wrong path of drugs, alcohol, and, and all these things. And somebody put a bow in his hand and it changed his life forever. And it, it soon replaced all of that stuff. And like, you don't know the difference that you can make in somebody's life by getting them involved in hunting, um, by getting them involved in, in, in this sport that we all love. And I promise you that it'll change something about you too. Um, so give it a shot. Like, again, if you're not going to dive in on this level of newhunter.org and start mentoring, you know, multiple people, find somebody, like find a neighborhood kid, um, find somebody that that has showed interest and say, would you like to learn? Um, because you could literally change their life forever. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Now, gentlemen, um, what is next for you guys this fall? You're in Oklahoma now. Um, you're going to kill a couple giants there. Um, then where do you go from there? We, uh, gosh, we're going to hunt our Kansas property a decent bit. Um, and then um, a little bit of Nebraska. And um, then we have a new hunter trip December. Um, we're going to um, teach some hunters how to shoot a muzzle loader and just try to stack some does in a really uh, high deer density area in Nebraska. So that's the next month or two. Both have, yeah, both got Kansas tags. Um, we had a good one show up this morning working uh, a scrape and stuff. So that's that's going to be our next big priority for sure. I've got a Kansas tag. If you gentlemen want to just drop me a pin on a map, sure. I, I can go take care <laughs> of that for you. Sounds good. <laughs> No, um, have you found success yet? Anything out West, anything, um, this yeah. fall already? Yeah, man. Our first trip of the, the year, we went to South Dakota for antelope and then right down to Nebraska for mule deer. And we both tagged, uh, Tom's tagged a nice antelope buck day one. And then I shot a, a nice mule deer buck, um, third day in Nebraska yeah. hunting those. Yeah. Um, then we went, um, on an elk hunt in Colorado, which was by far our best elk hunt ever but we did not tag a bull, had a bull at 15 yards, no shot through the brush, had a bull at 30, 40 yards, no shot, um, had a bull at 70 yards, just like absolutely covered up. Um, unfortunately had to have a shorter trip this year, but man, uh, that was pretty insane hunt. And then just last week in South Dakota, I tagged a whitetail. Um, so yeah, we've had a pretty good, pretty good year. More so than any other species. You hear that about elk. I had the greatest hunt of my life and I didn't even kill one. 
And, yeah. and because elk can do that to you. I had the absolute worst hunt of my life on the elk hunt this year and I didn't kill one, but, um, you hear that more than anything, uh, more than any other species, I should say, um, that it was the greatest hunt I've ever had, but I didn't kill an elk. Yeah. Was any of those with the new execute? Yeah. The elk hunt was, and my, your white tail, the white tail I just, yeah, I just shot in South Dakota. So I love that. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, very cool, man. It's a, it's a good bow from for for uh, this upcoming year, and you know we're excited about it, and uh, it's, a lot of people are excited about it, which is a good thing to see. So, um, <clears throat> we couldn't be happier with it. Um, before I I ask you guys the last question, a uh, quick thank you to our friends over at Co Optics. Um, I am an optics, um, I don't want to say snob, um. I love optics, I should say. Um, I'm the kind of guy that keeps a pair of, of binoculars everywhere in the golf cart, in the truck, on my on my on my tripod, in my harness. Like I keep binoculars everywhere. And uh, I have absolutely fallen in love with Koa optics. Their spotting scopes are, in my opinion, the very best in the world. Some of the finest Japanese glass you can buy. So if you're in the market for some new optics, I would highly encourage you to check out Koa. Um all right, gentlemen, I am I'm big on my field notes. I ask every guest what's one field note, what's one tip or trick you've got for us that I can take and put in my back pocket and make myself a better hunter with. So what is that hunting 101 little tip you got for us? Well, what jumps to my mind right away is when you see um, a windy couple days uh, on the weather app, don't be discouraged because those days can be a lot better than you think. We uh, um, hunted some super windy days in South Dakota and they ended up shooting that whitetail. And we like, honestly, like we looked at those, that wind, like with potential of like 50, 60 mile an hour gusts during the uh, middle of the day. And we thought about like, should we be spending our time out here? But it was, it was some of the best hunting we've had yet this fall. And um, when you see that windy day, like deer are going to be in, um, predictable areas and use that to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say one and a half here. My half is a positive mental attitude that right there kills better than anything out there. If you say it in the right frame of mind, um, that is going to do more good for you than, um, any broadhead in the market will. Uh, secondly, I, I don't, um, don't overcomplicate it. Like in the white tail woods right now, Walk around, find fresh sign, get your wind right, and, and uh, kill a deer. That's all I have to say. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, I think we we as whitetail hunters, I think no matter what, we go through a stage of overthinking it. Like, mm-hmm. I think we get to a point where we're like trying to. I don't know. I don't know why it is, but we overthink everything. For me, that was two years ago, and and I overthought everything about hunting. And, uh, and I can remember just being so frustrated. I'm like, this is the hardest I've ever hunted. This is the most work I've ever put into a a single deer. And this is the worst season I've ever had. And that was why, like I was putting too much into it. And so I remember thinking like, all right, let's just, let's just get back to the basics. Let's get back to listen, deer, much like you and I need three things, food, water, and shelter. And sometimes we way overthink where are we going to kill this buck? How are we going to do it? When are we going to do it? Why are we going to do it? Well, they only need those three things. Um, and then come November, they want sex. But um, they only need those three things. So even during the rut, 
they're going to be going to shelter. They're going to be going to food and they're going to be going to water at some point. Um, sure. Now, sure. They might be following the does to get there, but still, um, the does need those three things and the bucks want to be where the does are. So there we have it. Um, and I can remember telling myself and it was, a, it was in Kansas. I was hunting one specific buck and I hunted him way too much. And I told myself, I'm like, it was the middle of the rut. Like nobody wants to pull out and not hunt, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pull out and I'm going to go sit on top of that hill and I'm just going to watch and I'm just going to see what happens to the deer. I did that for two days and, and it sucked. I'm like, I'm giving up two days of, of hunting for this. Um, but I set up there on top of that hill and both mornings I saw where that buck was coming out at and I saw where he was going in at and I'm like, now I can go kill him. And so I went back in and I killed him. So like, that's a perfect tip, man. Don't overcomplicate it. We always try to overcomplicate it. We always try to, to mix it up and, and try different things. So what is your one tip? Like if they found themselves trying to overcomplicate it, what's your one tip to get back to not overcomplicating it? Man, I, I just think like, at least for me, what I've done is like the, uh, like the fresh sign thing is like this, like, it's just like an easy thing. I think like if you can, if you can find something like finding fresh sign, like a new hunter can tell you really what fresh sign looks like. I mean, it's not that hard if you like know what whitetail sign is a scrape, um, like even like rub lines, tracks and stuff like that. Those things aren't hard to like, to if they're there, if they're not hard to like see and find. And so I'm like, I'm like putting the pieces together. There are like, at least, at least for me, it seems like a pretty easy thing. And then just, man, I'm always like, if you have your wind in your face, like that's, that's rule number one, get, get that taken care of. Find some, like find that fresh sign. Like that's, that's always like the reset I do like in, in the rut when I'm like, or like this time of the year, October, when I'm like, man, seems like the cameras are slow or like, seems like I'm just not seeing as many deer. I'm like, where's fresh sign. Like I need to change things up. That's how like I killed my buck like November 5th last year. We weren't getting like diddly for like sign making activity, um, on cameras, like they were just slow. And we had, um, late October last year, there's like a good day and a half of rain. So Thompson and I split up and we moved like 80% of our cameras onto like fresh sign, fresh trails, good stuff like that. And then bam, it was like, like a light switch happened. Um, and it wasn't anything like in the weather. It just was like, we just found, found the fresh stuff. So that's always at least my reset. Do you have, I don't know no, if you have anything better than that, but. Now, what is your, you mentioned October and this time of year, what is your October lull tip? My October lull, lull tip is get out in the freaking woods and hunt. Holy crap. Like the last week and this week are like top of my list for hunting. Like it, it, we actually just had a conversation about this deal. And like, I asked Nate, I was like, you like five years ago, like we used to actually like really buy into this October lull. Like we would we were fully like bought in that deer activity was just going to stink like from the first to the 20th or whatever. And, um, that's how we hunted because that's what we believed. And gosh, since then we've killed like so many like early October, mid October bucks. And I think the, like one of the biggest tips is just, we, we hunt when the weather's right. And, um, that can make October more deadly than November in some cases. Um, I think deer are a tad bit more predictable um, in mid-October than they are early November just because um, they're not completely locked down on the does yet. Mm-hmm. They're just making the fresh sign. Um, so, yeah, 
yeah, certain properties. I mean, I'm sure it can, I can sure it can be more of a thing, but at least, at least for us, man, we've seen, we've hunted several different States in the last week and we've seen several shooters in each of those States. So I'm like, that doesn't, that doesn't seem like a lull to me. It seems like a good time to be out with a bow and arrow. So now <laughs> that's my biggest pet peeve is the October lull. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, guys, deer didn't up and vanish from your property and they're going to come back in a month. Like <laughs> the deer are still there. They're just doing things differently than they were doing in September. Yeah. And they're doing things differently than they're going to be doing in December. Like they're changing the way they do things. A, you now have people stomping through the woods and chasing them. Of course, they're going to change a little bit of what they're doing because we've put pressure on them. That's the biggest thing. Um, I don't remember who said it, but I heard somebody say, the October the October lull doesn't exist, but the two weeks after season starts lull does exist because now deer have, you know, they've started seeing people walking around the woods. They've started being shot at. They've started, you know, they've started eating and then their friend dies next to them. Like things have started changing in their lives. So they start changing the way they do things. But nonetheless, these deer are not up and leaving your property. And then in a month they come back. They're still there. And again, they still need the three things. They still need food. They still need water and they still need shelter. Again, they're going to change the times they're going to those things, but they still know they still need those three things. Yesterday, I had the craziest hunt of my life. I didn't see any shooter bucks, but I saw like 46 does and like 12 spikes or forkies. It was a phenomenally fun hunt in the middle of October, literally the 18th of October when Mm -hmm. Deer don't exist apparently um, because they still need the three things. They still have to have those three things to survive. So um, guys, this is the October lull. You're in the middle of it, Um, but get out there and hunt, like get out there and start hunting. Um, Now my favorite time to hunt is the last week of October, the week of Halloween. Um, Get out there and start hunting because those deer are still out there. They're still moving. They're still eating. They're still drinking and they're still bedding. So get out there and hunt. You might just have to change the way that you're doing things. You might have to change the way you, you might have to change your tree stance. I've got October tree stance um, because what I've found on this certain property is that come October, they're starting to feed during the night. So that tree stand over the food is not going to do me much good. Um, so let's hit the water. Um, anyways, change the way you're doing things, change some camera locations to figure out where the deer are. Just like we've alluded to find fresh sign. That's where the, and start hunting, but enjoy it. Get out there and you're not going to kill them from the couch. That's one of the most oversaid statements in the world, but it's true. And I don't think there's a better time to be out in the woods than right now either. It's like the weather's beautiful. Um, just take a look around. Like I, I hunt for a lot of reasons, but just enjoying the natural beauty of the earth is uh, high up on my list. And uh, I don't care if it's the October lull or not. It's going to be uh, some awesome views. Yeah. Now, I don't hunt when it's 90. Like, that's <laughs> that's a rule of mine um, just because it sucks. But, um, no, it, funny story. I've got to tell this because the last couple of episodes I've talked about taking my boy hunting and and kind of that process we've been through. So the first three times I've went out this year, I took my son, um, you know, it was 75 to 80 and I wasn't expecting much to happen. Uh, but I took my son with me just last night. We had our first big cold front here in Kansas and it was, you know, 40 and dropping. And I'm like, I'm going to hunt for sure. Um, 
and I told my wife, I'm like, I think I'm going to leave Tucker here because there's actually a chance that something could happen tonight. So I want to, you know, have a good hunt. And so they were all in their room, like playing Legos or whatever. And so I peeked my head in and I said, babe, I'm leaving. And, uh, I purposely only peeked my head in because I didn't want him to see how I was dressed. <laughs> and my son said, where are you going? And I said, he's only four. And I said, well, bub, I'm, I got to go to a meeting. And, and he said, let me see your whole body. And so, <laughs> so I'm like, like I made eye contact with my wife. And I'm like, crap. So I stepped out and he saw, you know, my hunting apparel and he was like, you're going hunting. And I'm like, no, bub, I got to go to a meeting. And, uh, he said, then why are you dressed like that? And I said, well, dude, it's a, it's a meeting about hunting. So I'm wearing this or whatever. And, uh, I don't think he was buying it. Then I walked back in when I get done hunting and he said, did you go hunting? And I said, no. He said, then why do you have your bow? And I said, uh, bub, we were, uh, go get in bed. It's bedtime. I didn't know what to say. I couldn't lie to him, but no. Um, so it's fun, but he's fully bought in. Like now I'm not allowed to go hunting without him, I guess. Awesome. That's hilarious. Guys, before we go, huge shout out to minus 33 Merino wool. Um, I'm a huge fan of Merino for several reasons um, that I could go into, or you can just Google benefits of Merino wool for hunting and you'll find a plethora of information about it. Um, I'm a huge fan of, of Merino wool, even for whitetail hunting and minus 33 does it and does it really well and does it on the cheap. So if you're in the market for Merino wool, check out minus 33.com. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on. Guys, truly thank you for newhunter.org uh, because I believe that it's something that people needed and uh, and I believe that it's a resource that now I can point people to and I'm excited about it. Yeah, man. Thank you for having us on. Glad we could. Uh, we're, we're super jacked about it. And yeah, if people have any questions, um, we're happy to answer anything. So yeah. Guys, go check out newhunter.org. Consider being a mentor if you're to that place um, and if you're still to the place where man, I really need some help, get on there. Find a mentor in your area that can help you. Uh, where can they find Identical Draw at, gentlemen? Yeah, YouTube, Identical Draw. Uh, you can see some of the hunts we've already had this fall and uh, some more, a uh, whole lot more coming this fall. And then um, at Identical Draw on Instagram, Facebook. We're on TikTok. Don't really mess around on there a whole lot. It's kind of impossible, but uh, that's that's basically it. All right, guys, go check them out. They put out some phenomenal content, some very um, high-quality content and just stuff that's enjoyable to look at and watch. So go check it out and uh, most certainly go check out newhunter.org. But nonetheless, guys, it's October. Don't buy into the hype that you can't hunt, that deer aren't there. Get out there and be in the woods and enjoy hunting. And as always, send us your success photos. We would absolutely love to share in that with you. Peace.